Hey folks, before we get started with our interview with Malin about the Los Angeles Dodgers, wanted to say a quick word about my grandmother who died this past Sunday. She was a huge baseball fan. She loved the San Diego Padres. If I'm not mistaken, I believe she was actually, as a younger woman, a Dodgers fan. In fact, I remember her telling a story about sneaking a ham radio into school to listen to Vin Scully call a postseason game, maybe a World Series. I don't remember exactly. And when I was a kid, I was very fortunate to have her as a grandmother. She was, it was always a blast to go to grandma's. She spoiled us. She doted on us. Uh, I looked forward to it every time. I enjoyed it every time. As an adult, it's no secret within our family that we had some pretty glaring ideological, philosophical differences. Let's just say, I think a lot of things I've said on this show, she would not appreciate. But when I would visit her, we could watch baseball together. And I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful to baseball for that. When we were visiting just this past weekend, because this was not a surprise, we knew it was coming, she was watching baseball and very keyed into the game. In fact, just the the day before, my mom said, you know, she's not feeling great, but she was watching the Padres game and even was giving some guff to the umpire. She uh, she didn't like some calls that were made. She was very, very much a gamer. And she, in her most pained, uh, un- unpleasant for her final days, she seemed to really find a lot of joy in watching my son, her great-grandson, imitate batting stances in her living room. So... Although one of our glaring ideological differences is about, let's say, the afterlife, uh, I'm I'm not too concerned with that right now. I hope, Grandma, that you have a vodka soda because it's just after five o'clock. I hope you are well aware that Juan Soto hit a two-run homer. And that the Padres are up 4-1. to one. And I want you to know that you are missed. I love you. Go Padres. It's the reason for the season. It's the reason for the game. Oh, here we are. We're here. Hello, hello, 
Hello. We're here with Malin von Euler-Hogan. The one oh and God. the only. It's incredible. <laughs> Hello. It's a real treat. Malin, how are you? I'm doing well. I'm so glad this is happening. We've been trying for a little bit. For Finally. a little bit. Thank you for your flexibility with our scheduling issues. And by our, I mean mine. I so appreciate it. Oh, of course. So, Malin, mm-hmm. you're a fan of this little team called the Los Angeles Dodgers. Rudy, I've heard you talk about the Dodgers before. Yeah, I'm <laughs> not so much a fan. Uh-oh, so I, yeah, I was wondering if this kept getting pushed because of the team at hand. Um, but yeah, you should know I'm not. <laughs> I'm not a huge fan. Like in a way, I'm not a great guest for this podcast because I am not like a. You know, we'll be the lifelong. judge of that. <laughs> I'm not a lifelong fan. Didn't grow up here. I guess I started liking them 2016. So I'm I'm bandwagon. That's a long. That's yeah. a long time. That's I think 2016 is a long time. That's I seven put years. A lot of, I put a lot of thought into this, and mm-hmm. I've thought, well, in some ways, you're the perfect person because <laughs> you're not gonna piss me off. <laughs> uh, but then also I thought, but then if anyone I know who's a Dodger fan could bring Jenny to the dark side, it might be you. Oh. And I really don't want that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. I have, um, like, like Lou had beef with the Yankees. I feel like the Dodgers as an organization, I got issues with. So I, I don't know. I don't know if Jenny will be swayed by the sort of, the weirdness around pride. Well, I will say weirdness. The badness yeah. around Pride Month this year, and yeah, the history of good. the location of the stadium. You know, there's lots to <laughs> lots to hate here. Um, so sure. I also I feel a little bad that maybe this organization won't get a fair shake, as in like it won't have a super fan. Um, but Rudy won't allow. It sounds that, like so. they don't deserve oh. a fair shake already. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're pretty they're bad. Lucky, they're lucky that you are their <laughs> spokesperson. It's a bad team run by bad people. <laughs> I kid and I won't do that the whole time. No, uh, so Mullen, you're mm-hmm. you've been a fan since 2016, so I'm yes. assuming that's about shortly after you moved to LA. Yes. But what was it like becoming a uh, when you became an Angelino, becoming a a fan of the Dodgers? Well, it was pretty easy. It was like, I've seen these hats everywhere. I do think that the <laughs> logo is quite cool. <laughs> um, uh, I like any, I mean, New York teams have that too. And San Francisco, whatever. But um, I like that, you know, we say LA and that's what the hat says. Um, yeah, it was, it was just like going to games felt very like an LA thing to do. I had a great time at games, you know, lots of families there and and truly like across all types of people in LA everyone's Dodger fans so it feels I don't know it was an easy transition I definitely the first time I was like posting on social media wearing um this hat got a lot of messages from New York friends that were like what's going on thought you liked the Mets (laughs) I was like I guess that was gonna be my first (laughs) hard-hitting question was yeah did you have a team pre-move so Here's my history with baseball fandom, which is that I was a, I was a free agent, basically, because I grew up in North Carolina. We don't have a team. Maybe there's some like affinity for the Braves because they're like the closest. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad 
was a Cardinals fan, is a Cardinals fan. I guess I don't know how much he follows baseball these days. Um, so grew up knowing of and liking Ozzy Smith. Um, and then I, we had like a, a local minor league team. I would go to their games. That was really fun. And then um, a guy from my hometown was on the Red Sox. And so Whoa. that was fun. Trot Nixon. And then Trot Nixon. That man's name was Trot Nixon. Yes. yes. You went I to would... high school with somebody who played baseball in 1945. That sounds like a very old time. <laughs> yeah, Trot man. Nixon here. No, no, no. He was already professional when I was like, you know, a kid. I knew his like nephew. Um, oh, and so, and then I went to college near Boston in Cambridge. And so I naturally was like, well, this is easy. I'm, I already know of a Red Sox. <laughs> That's not what you call it. And so I became a fan of the Red Sox. And also like two guys who were on that um, minor league team I mentioned were now playing for the Red Sox, I think. Jason Veritek and hmm, can't remember the other one's name. Derek Lowe, maybe. And um, also it was just like a very exciting time to be a Red Sox fan because I went to college in 2006. Um, and so... Anyway, um, and then had college boyfriend who was very into the Red Sox. So I was very into the Red Sox. Then uh, moved to New York, broke up with that guy. Then living in New York, I was like, well, I might as well pick one of these teams. So I did pick the Mets because you can't be, I mean, coming from Red Sox fandom, you absolutely couldn't choose the Yankees, but also the Yankees are, you know, the bad, they're the bad guys. And I know, I guess that's how right. you view the Dodgers as well. So, um, but uh, so like the Mets, it was also like a pretty good time to be into the Mets. And then 2016 moved to Los Angeles, and that's where I am now. So yeah, that's my journey. <laughs> wow. Mm -hmm. So it sounds like it sounds like you like baseball. It sounds like yeah. you like baseball, and like I've moved to different towns, and I wasn't like one thing on my list is find my team. But you did that. You did well, that every time. It helps, just like you know talking to a guy in the bodega or walking by people on the street you've got a hat on they're like hey how about the game or whatever i like being able to know something about that i think part of it's yeah. like i don't like not knowing things um just as a personality trait so okay. it's helpful to i don't know hop on when you move to a new place i wouldn't say yeah. it's like on my list of things to do it just like sort of happens if i'm like gonna go to games which is a thing i enjoy on you know a bit um then yeah, it's fun to go and root for, for the home team. The home team. Mm -hmm. That's cool. So you're, you got almost like a, they would say like a journeyman career. <laughs> yeah. You're a journey person of fandom. You've, yeah. you've worn many different hats. Mm -hmm. You've been, mm -hmm. you've been traded and you've, <laughs> you know, gone through free agency and moved. Yeah. You broke up with that guy, but still could not be a Yankees fan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So there's still that bit of Boston. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, you can't see, but I'm wearing a green monster shirt. In, um, oh, green monster. In honor. Yeah. In honor, in honor of? My two fandoms. Uh, sorry the to the green? Mets. What's the Jenny green? doesn't know what the green monster is. Oh. I don't know what that is. Okay. So if you ever go to Fenway, which is where the Boston Red Sox play, um, there's a green wall in the outfield, like, like ivy covered or whatever, and it's called the green monster. Because it's people green, hit it, or, but they if hit you have it, a Boston accent, yeah, it's monster, monster, it's a green monster, yeah. And if you hit it running to catch a baseball, you get a big bad boo boo. Is that why it's called a monster? It, I think it's just because it's a very it's big small. wall. It's, yeah, 
It's they're, not where they, they aren't going to like run into it. They might. I mean, the way you would any wall, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> it's that it's, I mean, it's like 30 All walls feet can high be or run something. Into. Okay. So it's just a big, tall wall. It's like, that it's would more like for a hitter. A... It's like, I got to hit it over that big monster of a thing. Oh. I'm assuming is kind of the. Oh, wait, I don't know why I said Ivy covered. Actually, yeah, I, do Wrigley, know, Wrigley's I do know Wrigley's got why. the Ivy. Yeah. And also I think maybe I'm picturing, um, yeah. A scene from like Rookie of the Year or something. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. I'm surprised it's not called yeah. the Mark Wahlberg, but that's just me. <laughs> <laughs> that, I am, that is surprising now that I think about it. You'd think they would call it the Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, you would think that. You would. But we're not here to talk about Boston. Mm. We're here to talk about the Dodgers. And Malin, I feel yes. like you are a really good person to talk to about this because. Um, one of your like superpowers is um, being able to speak to many sides of something and have like an awareness of things in a way that I think will be really important here. Because if I was to ask Rudy any of these questions, I can, <laughs> I can be assured that I'm getting a like a hard slant. And I think that you are going to be able to give me like an acknowledgement of what might be tough and also what's great about it. So I would like from your perspective to understand why someone would consider the Dodgers to be bad guys in the same way that the Yankees are. Cause the Yankees, I understand um, yeah. like that, that, that has entered my zeitgeist awareness. Mm -hmm. of like the Yankees are bad money, blah, blah, blah. But I don't know that about the Dodgers. So like, take me on that journey a little bit. Well, I'll be honest. I don't know like a lot of the money situations of a lot of these teams i feel like the dodgers is one of the big spender bad guys um but it's more like sort of from a historical perspective like a lot of activists here are just not big fans of the origins of the stadium where they currently play um because a lot of mexican-american families communities were displaced um and it's a complicated story in that you know, the city seized it through eminent domain to build public housing. That public housing project didn't end up happening. Then the rich Dodgers guy flew over the land and was like, I'd like that. I can't remember that owner's name. And then they bought it. And so so I think while the Dodgers weren't the direct reason for that displacement to happen in the first time, it is a fact that it's the site of a lot of, you know, really awful, horrific evictions and in a city with the housing crisis that we have and, you know, present day, um, yeah, like evictions going on. It just, it doesn't sit right with a lot of people, Sure, but there is still a lot of like civic pride about Los Angeles as a city um, that I think even a lot of the descendants of the displaced seem to have. So it, yeah, I think it's a mixed bag for a lot of people. Um, and like when you go to games, you, it's not like, just a stadium full of white people. In fact, I'm always struck at how many um, Latina families are there. And yeah, so so it feels very LA in that sense and in a positive way. And yeah, so bad guys for that kind of thing. And then bad guys in the way that like any sort of corporation, you know, big, big money types are, you know? Yeah. Um, these are all, these teams are all like businesses on some level, right? So right. Um, yeah. They okay. do seem to do a good job considering the history of it from the games I've been to 
representing the cultures mm-hmm. of LA, uh, making a point to have, you know, a Mexican heritage night or Korean, mm-hmm. pride, yeah, you know, history night. It's, it's very much like a part of their branding. Yeah. You know, their city connect jerseys are like Los Dodgers. And have you ever been on yeah. a Tuesday when they have the live mariachi band? Yes. Yeah. It's it awesome. is yeah. one of the coolest things I've ever seen. They just like between innings, the mariachi band plays amplified. They're amazing. Mm-hmm. And it's, they should just have it every time they play. Yeah, Cause it's so much better than like just blaring jock jams in between innings. <laughs> oh, I it's don't really, know. It's really cool. I haven't yeah. seen the band, but jock jams, man. I love their hits. Their hits. They're all the hits. <laughs> Bangers now, all the way through. I have another question, which is um, mm-hmm. sometimes when I'm in Brooklyn, I see uh, people wearing um, Brooklyn Dodgers shirts. And oh, I'm yeah. going, now, wait a minute. <laughs> now, wait a minute. Hang on. Now, wait a minute. Now, hang yeah. on. I got a question here. Isn't there... I do know I, that was a that was a silly little lie. I do know that there was like a big controversy. You're a silly little liar. <laughs> I'm a silly little liar about um, the Brooklyn Dodgers moving to LA. Right? Wasn't there like that was like sort of like in the middle of the night they were suddenly gone. It was a big deal. Oh, Am I wrong? I don't even know. Oh. I just know that they moved. I think it was a little bit of a shock, but I, I even though I've seen. I watched like a Willie Mays documentary because the Giants were within two years of the Dodgers also mm-hmm. moved to the West Coast. So two New York teams just up and went. Wow. Yeah. Maybe maybe I'll find out more about that. Because that's just kind of what you did to us, Mullen, as you just up and left. <laughs> I just up and left. From New York. Yeah. yeah. yeah I think Mullen up and moving to the West Coast and then me two years later after moving to the West coast was kind of the giants and Dodgers abandoning New York in the way that it, it affected the city and the psyche. And we left a void. I'm not disagreeing with either of those things. And I displaced a lot of people here. You sure (laughs) did. (laughs) Uh, Build that big old house of yours. It's (laughs) enormous. That mansion. Um, So, okay. So, so walk me through, um, let's say I'm going to move to LA, which will never happen. <laughs> okay. Um, and I've said that myself. <laughs> well, I, I really don't want to. Um, but let's say I'm, I've moved to LA and I want to, um, find a sense of community, like what you're talking about. And I okay. go to a Dodgers game as like, not an opposing team fan, like, but just mm-hmm. someone there taking it all in. Like, what am I experiencing? What happens at the Dodgers games? mariachi band i've heard about uh-huh well so it begins with your parking decisions okay um <laughs> as everything in as LA everything does. in la does um because if you don't want to pay for parking you're walking a long long way up a hill it's kind of bad so um you're gonna want to probably pay to park or okay. there's public transportation depending where you live you can access that easily um yeah, so you, so you pay to park. It's too expensive. Then you enter the stadium, and it's it's a gorgeous stadium. Like that's part of what is it like the setting for it is amazing. That it's in the middle of a city. It's kind of down in the land, and so you're seeing beautiful beautiful palm trees. Like at a baseball game, that feels crazy to me. Um, and yeah, I mean, I gotta say, it's it's a park I like. I think Fenway is a better that's probably my favorite ballpark that I've been to. I haven't been to a ton, but um, 
you know, you get your food, you go and sit. Like it's, it's, it's a baseball game on some level. Right. And maybe this is why I'm not like the biggest, but to me, it's a game to game a little bit, you know? Um, like I, I'm nodding, I, I'm nodding a lot. I don't go to enough games to have a sense of like, oh, and we always do this at this mm. time, the way that I would be able to tell you for like a Red Sox game. Um, and so, yeah, I just feel like it's a, it's a, on some level, it's a baseball game, you know? So you, yeah. I hate to say you've seen one, you've seen them all, but, um, you know. There is, a, there is a specific vibe at Dodgers games, which if you're somebody like me who maybe wishes that it was less fun for mm -hmm. the Dodgers, uh, it's not great, but it is, it's a, it's a very lively, very energetic game, almost whether the game on the field is or mm. isn't, there's a ton of energy in the crowd. There's like beach balls are a big, oh, yeah. people blow up beach balls and like, you know, oh. bounce in the crowd and they, they do the wave like amateurs and, um, <laughs> Sorry. No, but wow. it's very like they they play really loud. Rudy, music. I was really proud of you for how far you got saying nice things. Yeah, it's, it's really very. I mean, it is like start to finish. There is it's loud, loud music, high energy, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and usually they're doing well too. So it does. Like, yeah, usually That's the game nice justifies that because they mm -hmm. tend to win and score a bunch of runs. Yeah, oh, well, we fun. were originally supposed to record this. I think right after the Giants and the Dodgers series. So I had watched like one of those games to prepare and y'all, y'all destroyed the Dodgers. So that was, yeah, nice that was fun. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. After last year getting, I went to four Giants Dodger games last year and the Giants lost them all pretty badly. Mm -hmm. well, it yeah. wasn't like, Oh, it was close. And then it was not, yeah. not fun. So that was a little bit of a, a treat for me. To, mm -hmm. to sweep the Dodgers and where are the briefly, Dodgers in the standings now? Probably first. I'll oh. tell you. Let's, let's right now the Giants, Dodgers, and Diamondbacks are all very close, and they've been kind of shuffling around first, second, and third. Okay. But the Dodgers have been in first for the last week, I think. Mm -hmm. Wow. Okay. So they're definitely headed to the playoffs. You're saying? Almost definitely. They okay. they pretty much they would have to collapse in a way that they never do. Right. <laughs> right? And why I mean, don't they? Why don't they collapse in the way that maybe Malin's former team, the Mets, and our our dear producers team, the Mets, seem to collapse? Like I'm so I'm still so curious about what makes a team collapse and why some do and some don't. Yeah, I don't know. There's just certain baseball is really good at myth making i think and so like the myth of the mets is so strong like that they that they choke <laughs> um and so like even even if the daughters did like lose as much or in as dramatic a fashion i don't think it would like catch on in a way you'd be like oh that's a one-off or that's a like i don't mm -hmm. know right i mean i'm sure there's there's stats to be like no they are a more losing team or whatever but i do think like a lot of it's just like the storytelling around around it you know yeah, like the Dodgers are good, so they have a couple bad yeah, games. Like no one's going. Well, here it is. Yeah, they're like they're winners, you know. They're like, yeah. yeah, they're gonna they're gonna end up winning eventually, right? Yeah, it's a self fulfilling yeah. prophecy. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And are there any players that you are particularly excited to watch when you watch a Dodgers game? 
I love Mookie Betts. I think everyone does. My my big gripe actually with baseball generally, this is what I went, came on to talk about, is that yeah. I need <laughs> the players to stay on the teams they're on long enough for me to get a hold of everybody. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> like I um I keep having to learn new names. It's so annoying. Oh, it's horrible. Like like I hadn't realized like that the first day of school every year. <laughs> like I hadn't realized until watching the that Giants game that Jock Peterson is now on the Giants. And I guess he's hopped around since, but I, like in my mind, he was kind of still a doctor. And like, mm-hmm. I know that they're allowed to move, but I don't, I don't think they should. Like, and I, I wonder would that help with like, you know, making teams more competitive? Like you, right. You sign a guy and then he stays. Wouldn't that be nice? Wouldn't right. You, nice? you just get what you, who you draft. Yeah. And so it's your job to keep them healthy. Like not, you know, push your pitchers too much. It's your job to treat them well, pay them. Well. I don't know. Cause well, no, I guess you don't have to pay them as well if they can leave. I think that's but, a big part of yeah free agency stuff is just players getting paid and not being under team control Yeah, where they get to but, decide. But they should think about me and knowing the names. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah. I think that's absolutely right. I think like labor disputes and like valuing labor is one thing and I'm <laughs> generally for it. But the other thing is like to know a guy's name is equally important. I think we all agree with that. Yes. Right. Thank you. Right? That's and exactly to think somebody's saying. on a team because they were and to find out that they weren't. They're, that's anymore, horrible. That's a tragedy. Yeah. It's a shock. It, it just makes it harder for me to like be a fan. So I would have told you that mm. like I love Justin Turner. Well, he's not right. on the team anymore. God damn it. So he's on your old team. You're wearing, you're wearing, I know. You're wearing Justin Turner and Mookie Betts's teams right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're right. So, yeah. I don't know. It just, because uh, you develop affection for these players and guys and you learn their personalities and then suddenly they're not in your franchise anymore. And I know that there's a type of player where when they're on the opposing team and they come, home, you know, back to their old like stomping grounds and that's really fun and hopefully it's fun for them. But, I wish they would simply stay yeah, <laughs> and, get, and stay. get treated right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Loyalty is important. I get that. I'm with you. Well, and also um, something to think about is should, wouldn't it also be fun if you play for a team where you're from, like an old timey kind yeah. of thing. That would be fun. Like real hometown, hometown heroes kind of vibes. Yeah. yeah. I wonder, I know that every team does have, well, not every mm-hmm. team maybe, but a lot of teams have, at least a couple of those yeah. people. I uh, I think it's Alex Vessia. He's like a bullpen pitcher, but a guy I worked with was like, oh, my high school buddy just got called up for the Dodgers. Oh my gosh. That's, that's awesome. It's so cool. That's you get to play for your hometown team. Yeah. That's awesome. The Giants have a handful of those guys that it's like, a, I don't know if it's true, but I've heard that the organization like values that because they think that the people want to play for their home teams. So yeah. it's, an incentive for them to come. Totally. It's cool. I love that. All right. I need to know more, Malin. Okay. I need to know more. <laughs> I might have tapped out my <laughs> No, I don't think so. I don't think so. I feel like, I feel like the things I, the feel, like what I don't like, cause you know, I do this like sum up at the end. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> it's important to me to do it right and do mm-hmm. it well. Um, and so I feel like some of the things I'm missing right now are mm-hmm. but like, maybe can you talk a little bit about like when you go with friends to the games, right? Cause mm-hmm. I know, I know that 
a lot of our friends abandoned New York and went to LA and had successful careers before the strike happened. And um, I'm proud of all of them and not bitter in any way. Um, (laughs) But I know you guys all go to baseball games together, which was the point of that tangent. Um, And so like, what is that? What is that like? Like when you all go together, does it like, what is that? What is what's happening? What are you guys doing there? (laughs) And are you having fun? Yeah, definitely having fun. I think you're overestimating, or maybe I've misrepresented how often I'm going to games with big groups of people. Every night? Like, <laughs> like no, I've Jenny, probably... every, there aren't games every night. Every time there's a game. Every time oh, there's going a game. To every time sometimes it's an afternoon. Fun. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. um, how many baseball games, uh, how many Dodgers games have you been to? Yeah, it's a good question. I've probably been to, like this season, haven't been to a single one yet. Great. Last season... Well, I guess the past few years have been funny because the pandemic. Last season, I want to say I only went to one game. And probably the years before that, I was going to like three games a season. So nothing yeah. nothing crazy. Do you um, watch it on TV? I was more maybe a few years ago, less so lately. Yeah. yeah. Um, unfortunately, like this is not – see, I'm not going to representative as like a first female guest y'all have had, unless you have one in the bank that you haven't put out yet. Because um, I kind of – like we I was watch- going to have – you two compete against each other to see who is the better female first. <laughs> okay. Guest. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, that's good. You should have someone else. Um, but I kind no, of it's you. Uh, it's like you girl, it's you. If John, if like, if John, if my husband was watching, I would watch more, but I'm not one to like really put it on a lot of the time. I gotta say. Yeah. Um, but, but can I we talk about little... the female thing actually. Cause I What's think that? That, uh, can we talk about the, like, sort of female elephant in the room which is like (laughs) not for lack of trying it's hard like I know a lot of women you know I have a lot of women friends I love a lot of people that I admire that are women Rudy Rudy also likes women and Uh has friends that are women and also likes baseball I mean generally yeah yeah you freaking married one I know jeez (laughs) and it feels hard to find female baseball fans it's like I liked them so much and then I couldn't find any and now I'm kind of mad at all of them. <laughs> you know? I think that's fair. I think that's fair. I yeah. trusted you. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, it's hard. What do, you, like, what do you think that is? Well, it's all, all all boys play it. I don't know. Are there other sports that you think have more female fans? Well, I'll tell you, I feel like... Um, like if I was to take a sport like boxing, which is traditionally male, like there is female boxing, but I mean, historically it's a male sport. I know mm-hmm. a lot of women who love boxing and are passionate. Really? Yeah. Really? Oh. Yeah. Okay. Maybe it's just who I know. Maybe that's part of it is that <laughs> I run in a violent circle. I don't know. Um, but I feel like I know a lot more. Like I know women who are big sport football. I mean, I know mm-hmm. a ton of women who, football fans which yeah. to me I'm like how yeah, dare how crazy of them. dare <laughs> no sense right but so I'm I'm so curious if it's uh, like why it's I mean my aunt Tina is a huge baseball fan mm-hmm. you know but have her on I, I'm yeah. gonna work on that yeah 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 uh, no, Tina, I, you're gonna be on Tina you're I coming on so. but what you know, do you it's think funny, like the football thing I think there is in certain like areas of the country, you can go to college and have football be your like whole life. And so maybe you have an affinity for your, your SEC, whatever team, you know, for forever and ever. 
And maybe that lends itself well to NFL fandom after that. There's a lot of like, more of like a scene around football, I think, or like a social, like people don't have, I mean, some people do, but like your average person is not going to like a World Series party. Like if your team isn't in it the way that you are, maybe for the NFL. I don't care about the NFL. Um, And then I... I'm also going to say, and there's probably counterexamples, so Rudy, let me know, but I feel like there's less, oh, of, a, <laughs> less of a cult of personality around baseball players themselves. Like, you don't have a lot of them cross over into, like, mega stardom the way that, say, basketball stars do. Obviously, right. you've got certain, play- like, Jeter or, you know, like, you'll have ones that date celebrities and then kind of get on the map or whatever, but it's not really the same. And yeah that's interesting to me because it also is a sport that really rewards like individual standout performances as well. So it's interesting to me that that doesn't translate into like, but yeah, I don't know. Rudy thoughts, (laughs) Jenny thoughts. I think that's, I think you're right. I I think baseball does a really bad job of, I think that it has a history of gatekeeperism Mm. a little bit, like gatekeeping how you enjoy it and how people play it. Mm. That is, very male and very white Mm -hmm. and i think that is one of the reasons they don't have a lot of crossover stars is because for the longest time and it's just now that fog is starting to lift of this is a game where you you know you show up to work every day and you play the game the right way and you don't showboat you don't gloat you Mm -hmm. just you just go out there and play the game hard and that's all we ask you don't say anything you know when you speak to the press you're very matter of fact and mm-hmm. it's starting to see some stars that are much more fun, much more uh, large personality, and it's really good for the game. Mm-hmm. And so I hope that that brings more people in and continues because it is a huge flaw. Yeah. And it's even recently there have been players who have said that they didn't like playing on a team because they were told to do things a certain way. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. they're the, but this is like the best player on the team being told not to play with as much fire. Or, yeah. I think yeah. LeBron's never heard in his whole life. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. And the NBA is probably the best at that because mm-hmm. they, well, first of all, they're on the court dressed in tank tops and, shorts you can see their faces a lot right and they're they emote a lot and there are fewer of them you know there's five to a team where baseball it's kind of everyone's spread out right Mm -hmm. you're just kind of seeing them when they're making a play or when they're pitching or when they're in the batter's Mm -hmm. box they're very focused so i think that i mean there's just so many damn baseball players too there are but it's a roundabout way of saying i think that's an it makes sense that there aren't as many women who are into the game because I think the game has done a poor job of marketing itself to all types of people. Right. Have you seen, have you guys already talked on the podcast about the Savannah bananas? We have a little bit. Yeah. I I think I remembered that, but they're such a good example of like, and I know they're not like as skilled of players or whatever, but people, I believe they like sell out, every game they do like they tour like it's crazy it's so entertaining and like i feel like you could you know quarter the personality (laughs) that those guys have and really like improve a franchise's yeah i don't know i think that there should be 
there should be like a middle ground because they do stunts and gimmicks Silly. and stuff. Yes, yes, yes. But you can have that sort of fun mm-hmm. with, and still play baseball by the same rules, I believe. You know, I it's, know. It'll be a different thing, but just take the fun that they're having and play the regular game. Yes. Because it's always so funny to me too when like, like there'll be maybe like uh, a new pitcher, and so they they have to show on the jumbotron like a um, a fun segment with like the players. And mm-hmm. I'll just speak for the Dodgers; that's who I've seen recently. But they've got some of the like most charmless <laughs> men <laughs> alive, <laughs> um, like answering fun questions, ostensibly fun questions, and just doing a horrible job at it. So I'm not saying they need to cast the team better, but maybe they should. <laughs> Think about it. You know, maybe add. Yeah, I mean, it's an interview portion. <laughs> it's L.A. You know, it's yeah. Hollywood. You got to be good in Hollywood. Cast it baby. a little bit. <laughs> that is another issue: is that these these people are almost all just jocks. Who yeah. a lot of them aren't that interesting. They're very fun and they can play with a lot of character. But I some some of those are very painful to watch. Yeah, like watch it. Watching a player whose life is just throw the ball, hit the ball. Right. Yeah. And has been since they were 10. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Sometimes it's not so much fun to see the personalities. (laughs) You're right. You know, (laughs) Malin, do you have any other sport that you watch with like enjoyment the way you watch baseball? Um, no, I don't think I do. Um, that is the right answer. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I would like maybe when, the world cup happens i'll try to catch sure. like some of those games yeah because um, i grew up playing soccer but no i don't think i'm a regular viewer of anything else and I, yeah i mean people love to say that baseball is boring but i really find that it's the perfect like watchable level of action like you know when you need to be tuning in and paying close attention you know yeah um yeah so no i don't watch anything else watch reality television yeah yeah well you're so darn smart that you need to have something rot your brain otherwise (laughs) you're too powerful um that sounded like a joke your listeners are like what the heck she's (laughs) they heard you say cambridge girl they heard you say cambridge come on girl we heard you say cambridge we heard they all heard it (laughs) the same way that like my my very wealthy um Park Slope uh, neighbors are like, we're going out to Long Island. And you're like, I know that you're going to the Hamptons, but you're going to just say Long Island. <laughs> like, it's a, it's yeah. a, yeah, you know, it's fine. Marlon, you went to Harvard and it's fine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. I'm outing you a little bit, but it's fine. No, it's okay. I don't want to say it outright, which I know is a weird thing to do, is because it was like truly just the, ge- the geography is all that mattered in that anecdote. So for, I don't, I don't think schools like Harvard should exist. I'll just say for the record. So that's how I feel about it. Which I love. I love <laughs> that about you and uh, okay. in general. I agree. See, <laughs> Mullen, you're the only Dodgers fan I can talk to. And you're the only person from Harvard that I can talk to. <laughs> it's because you understand both. That, <laughs> yeah. That's right. Okay. That so these institutions are bad. You know? yeah. Rudy, Rudy. Yeah. Because Mullen, because Mullen is, the kind of fan that she is, which is a gentle, <laughs> kind fan. Mm-hmm. I need you to now explain to me um, the dark side of the Dodgers. Besides, yeah. like, you know, displacement, uh, uninviting, <laughs> um, uninviting the 
um i can't I, right now the name of the the sisters oh, yeah of perpetual indulgence um yes. were uninvited from the pride night besides those little whoopsie daisies um what what's dark about the dodgers tell me why you hate them so very much these motherfuckers there we go <laughs> no i mean i it can be at least clear-headed enough to acknowledge that uh, they are a rival sports team and i want to beat them more than i want mm-hmm. to beat anyone else i don't want them to win ever because <laughs> i want my team to be better than them and if they can't be better than them i at least want them to just be bad that's just how it is like watching a giants dodger game feels different even if it's in that part of the season where every other game doesn't feel like it matters that much those ones always matter to me in a way that like sometimes it's hard to watch Mm. it's hard to remove my that part of my brain and just be like i just want to watch the ball game sometimes i can't sometimes i'm just like we we need this i think there is and because of that rivalry, I think I'm more attuned to this than certain other fan bases. But the Dodgers get a ton of national attention. Hmm. They are always the on whatever, like MLB Instagram, or if someone's talking about baseball on ESPN, mm-hmm. it's always the Dodgers. And for good reason. They're a really well-run organization with really smart people in charge who draft and develop players really well. And then they spend a ton of money on free agents and they always get, there was a time between Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman and Mm -hmm. Trey Turner. And there was just this period where if there was a big free agent, the they were just going to go to the Dodgers Yeah, in a pretty absurd way. That was, it felt kind of unprecedented, unprecedented, which now the, the Padres have done that. And like we talked about the Rangers have done that. It, it, there was a time where it was just the Dodgers doing it and maybe a way that the Yankees had in previous years, but it, it was just annoying. Yeah. Right. Like they're always winning and then they're all, and then they just get the best player who's available. Right. Well, why, yeah. right, why are right. they so special? And then everyone around me is wearing these blue hats <laughs> <laughs> and I go to the game and everyone's like cheering for them to uh. win. <laughs> That's hard. I don't want that. I don't <laughs> want them to win. I want them to lose. Yeah. Yeah. So oh, that's that w- hard living in yeah. enemy territory. Yeah. But they're, yeah, they're just good. They always, they win the division almost every year and it seems effortless for them. The first time in the last nine or 10 years that the, they didn't win the division, the Giants had to literally win more games than they ever had in a season. <laughs> And they won the division by one game. Wow. And it was actually the most exciting regular season of baseball I ever watched because the Giants and Dodgers were just winning and winning. They would win on the same day and then they'd lose on the same day. And the guy at the supermarket was like, you're a Giants fan? Yeah, they can't keep it up. And then I come in a week later and he'd be like, I don't I don't know what's happening. Wow. This older gentleman just ended up not liking the look of He just hated seeing me and it was very satisfying for me. So it's a it's a it's a very live rivalry. Yes. Because they yeah. suck and we're good. Right, right, right. And that's the unbiased opinion. That's right. That's just right. Yeah. That's just how it <laughs> is. Everyone's adjusting their hats. Everybody's adjusting their hats. They're getting a little get a little dug in here. Getting their hats adjusted. Oh boy. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. 
Any progress awesome. on your hat on journey? my sum up? Oh, on my hat journey. So yeah. far, the only hat I own is the one I had before this podcast oh, started, okay, okay. which was a Rangers hat, which mm -hmm. <laughs> I've had since I was 18. Uh, <laughs> and no one yet. Now, I haven't given anyone my address. Rudy was supposed to post that on our Instagram. Um, I have your address, yeah. but I don't think I feel strongly enough about the Dodgers. About the, the Dodgers? <laughs> That's yeah. so funny. That's so funny. Marlon, I'm so curious about, um, oh, did it just get so much quieter for you? Because my air conditioning just turned off because it's finally not 800 degrees oh. in here. I don't know. I, I mean, no, I didn't, you didn't notice. Well, I'm glad I really pointed it out. Um, <laughs> I'm so curious, Malin, um, and I mean this truly with all the love in my heart because I could talk to you anytime, but like <laughs> what compelled you to come on? What was the thing that was like, I want to come on yeah. and talk about baseball? Like, not in a shitty way. I literally mean like, what was the thing that like yeah. sparked your heart enough to go, I'm going to take time out of my day <laughs> where I could be doing <laughs> other really great things <laughs> to come um, chat baseball. Well, After being Mark, rescheduled twice. Yeah. Literally. Yeah, yeah. And you I was 20 so minutes late to this one. You had so many opportunities to be like, you know what? I just am not going to commit my time in this way. So I'm so, one very grateful, but also so curious <laughs> Not but and also so curious about what yeah, what the why appeal. are you here? Yeah, why are you here in like the most generous way that I can yeah. ask that question? Well, I'm here because your producer asked me if I would like to be on the podcast, <laughs> <laughs> and I like you both, and like talking to you both. Don't get to do it enough. I do enjoy baseball as a sport. And the premise of your podcast is to like talk about a team. So I told Mark, I said, just so you know, this is kind of my deal with baseball. <laughs> like I'm, if there's, a, you know, a spectrum between Rudy and Jenny, I'm in the middle, probably more toward the Jenny end, but I've liked these various teams at points in my life. And he said, that's fine. And so I said, great. <laughs> that's awesome. And yeah. I don't know. I think, I think I like to like things. I, I think I tend to, be a hater in a lot of aspects of life or look for things to criticize. And I can certainly do that in baseball with baseball, but I also think it's nice to just have fun sometimes yeah. <laughs> and, um, yeah. and sports are such a nice, you know, occasionally a nice break from okay. yeah. the, yeah, just the awfulness of a lot of things going on. And of course you can't think too hard about some aspects of <laughs> the sport, but um, yeah, it's a nice, a nice break when things are shitty, I think. I love that. I think that's I fantastic. I think I could sum things up a little bit. I think you should. Okay. I'm going to try. I'm going to try. So this is a St. Angelo sum up. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. No. So I think, like, I don't know that I can say that this is specific to the Dodgers, but one of the big things that keeps coming up is this like idea of a sense of community and belonging. And like, like this happened with Mez, this happened with you. Like when you go to a place, baseball and like a baseball team feels like a really good way to, um, Oh God, the word that's in my head, which is not the right word, is like indoctrinate, like be indoctrinated into a culture. <laughs> like, what am I trying to say? What's the word I mean? Does anybody know? Not assimilate. Assimilate, maybe a little bit. Um, 
And what's what I am hearing that is really interesting about the Dodgers is that like I think there's an outsider's perspective of LA, which I certainly have, right? Which is like a uh, a wealthy white successful glamorous impression of what LA is mm-hmm. which is like not actually what LA is LA is made up of these like mm-hmm. strong communities they like I mean they've been sort of cordoned off in many ways like which is true everywhere um but I I love hearing this idea of like in this space that has a horrible history which like you know the United States of America mm-hmm. um you have a sense of community that is wider and broader than just like it's the entertainment industry you know like here's a place and i know that for you specifically malin when you moved there you and john as an outsider like watching your journey there have done such a beautiful job of indoctrinating yourself into the culture um (laughs) of like being a being a part of the larger community like you do a lot of work with unhoused people. You do a lot of stuff like you have a an office hours at a bar to like get people together who are like need to be with other people, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that it sounds a lot of like that vibe also translates into the to the Dodgers and into baseball games, right? Like this idea of the party atmosphere of like this is fun. We're really confident. We're really good at what we do. Like we put in the work to be here. Right. I think you can say that for a lot of people in L.A., a lot of people in L.A. put in a lot of hard work and there's a a necessary confidence that you have to have to be successful in a place like that. And like in the country as a whole, if you think about like who the Dodgers are competing against and who else is spending all of this money and where else is their swagger like they're these big teams that have a lot of talent. So you have to be able to come in and say, I I might I might lose but that doesn't mean shit because i'm still fantastic like if that doesn't sound like la mentality i don't know Mm -hmm. what does as an outsider truly um (laughs) but i feel like you have to have a level of confidence to live there to like make a go of it or to like live there and survive in a place that is unhospitable (laughs) unless you are (laughs) rich and white um yeah, I don't know if this is a great sum up, but those are the things that sounded the most interesting to me of like, if you were to be a Dodgers fan, if I like, I don't think that I could be a Dodgers fan from New York. Yeah, doesn't sound like the kind of team. And I know that Mez like was saying you have to like, sort of locality is really important for fandom, but I don't necessarily agree with that. But it sounds like with the Dodgers specifically, it's like, it would be almost like glomming on to the Yankees for east coast people of like well they're the winners they're so good they're so talented and they just like they spend a lot of money and this is what like of course they're going to do well it feels like if you don't live there you're not allowed <laughs> to feel that sen- like sense of pride but like if you do live there you have earned the right to call them your own which i think is really interesting does any of that yeah. sound right does that sound like i think she's the, damned it with a hell yeah you're getting sold me she, she gave me I enough think, a hell yeah i think i'll root for these dodgers some more i think yeah. you should <laughs> you should they sound like say. a really fun team it sounds like like i want to go to a game what's the one game la I'll, okay I'll, I'll come to la Next and i'll here, visit truly. i think also something you said i think is in the is so smart and right about how in the maybe public imaginary or in Hollywood's 
vision of itself. It's like all about the industry and, you know, movies and TV. And um, I've even seen some language around um, the labor action happening here about like, we're the heart of the city. And they're really not like there are so many people here who have nothing to do with Hollywood television or film. And I think going to games is a really good reminder of that as well. You're seeing everybody. It's, it's one of the parts of LA that I think is not super like celebrity or like industry focused in a really nice, good way reminds you of like, Oh, right. This city is just full of regular (laughs) working people. Um, and isn't all about that. And I think that's a really, yeah. Well observed on your part. Um, thing to say about Los Doyers. Oh, thanks. Thanks. <laughs> oh, shucks. Thanks. Well, this worked out really well for me because we got to have a nice conversation with you, Malin, about <laughs> baseball and the Dodgers, but you really did a great job of pushing Jenny away from considering <laughs> being a fan. Not because while- of not because of their badness. Not because no. of like big bad, but In more really- because like I'd have to move to LA. In a very you know? tactful way. You were like, you're not from is, here, so you don't get here. it. You don't get it. <laughs> but you're if not- you were, you would. And then you'd said you'd never move there. So, so here. I'm, so you're, you're I, free. Sometimes yeah. I pretend I'm not here. So this whole time, Rudy's just been sweating the idea that I might choose a team that's not the San Francisco Giants. That's really, choose another team. Because honestly, if you choose the Giants, then this kind of feels like a... <laughs> a sham in a way but just like mm-hmm. anyone else you know anyone else to keep our it, friendship intact it would be okay. a real joe jackson is she really going out with him scenario <laughs> if, I, if i saw you riding around town with a blue and white hat on I'm, i couldn't take it i propose a new segment where at the end of each episode jenny gives her current like top three teams in the running for becoming Ooh. Oh, like a standings watch. Yeah. A standings watch. Wow. Wow. Okay. I could do it right now for what we've got so far. Let's do it. Just um, a standings watch. Right. I, I, you know, full disclosure, the only baseball games I have yet I have watched mm-hmm. are the, is the Rangers game I saw in right. person and then the Rangers game I watched the night after. Okay. So <laughs> this is truly just based on vibes. Mm-hmm. Um, but Cleveland Guardians, I think, might still be my number one. Um, then, then, oh boy. Then I think I think Phillies. If I were to go to a game, I think I'd have to go see mm-hmm. what that was like. But oh, I don't know. That's hard. That's hard. <laughs> I mean, it's hard because the Phillies are hard. Mazza, I love you, but Phillies, Philly fandom really freaks me out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then. And then I think uh, I think maybe Rangers third, except mm-hmm. for the whole like they won't have a pride night, which right. like, yeah. is just truly horrifying. One of your top three is also one that we haven't even had a guest on to. What are you uh, talking? We haven't had a Rangers guest on. Oh, right. right oh, right. I guess that's true. That's, I mean, right. that doesn't discount them from you them being. Your team. I just went to I a game, so I figured that counted as baseball. But I uh, you're right; it, it does. It, it I don't think it counts as baseball to go to a baseball game. I think it counts as baseball <laughs> when I talk to talk to a man about baseball. <laughs> that's and so way. unfortunately, this one doesn't count as baseball. This one doesn't yeah. count as baseball. I Didn't think I, I I think where I'm at is like uh, like based on the appeal of the like I love an underdog. So Guardians yeah. are up there, the Reds are up there. Um, you know, maybe if we had someone on to talk about the Orioles uh, specifically, I would feel <laughs> like I'm just kidding, Branson. Um, <laughs> great. 
Um, I, I think that was – I think you got to have someone on to talk about the Red Sox. Well, I don't know. Just for the longest time, you had that underdog element to it. Right. But then they started winning World Series. And, and so it were... was like the perfect combo of like, finally, we get what we yes. like deserve. And that was a very exciting Yes. And franchise. also like yeah. we haven't talked, but, you know, my aunt is a big Cubs fan and there's a big family history of oh, Cubs yeah. and White Sox. So like – Oh, I feel yeah. like I could be swayed to be like, oh, okay, wow, my family. Season's are. wide open at this point. We it's got a open. lot of work to do here. There's yeah. so much work we, to do. We got we got a book. A lot more season. More. I know. Yeah. I know. I won't be a Yankees fan. Hell yeah. There we go. We know that. That's oh, we know that. <laughs> we know um, that. Love Lou, so, but couldn't be a Yankees fan. Couldn't be me. Before we uh, before we go, Mullen, I, I I always I try to plug our guest things in the in a little outro I record, but I oh. usually don't describe what these things are that much. And I wanted to uh, have you tell our listeners yes. the premise of your podcast. Cause it's very funny and it's a very great idea. And so instead of me trying to fumble my way through it, I just would like you to do that. Tell yeah. Me. I'll fumble. Do my job it. for me. Yeah, no, thank you. So um, fellow comedian Kelly Quinn and I host a podcast where we recap a sitcom that we were both on in 2006 to 2013, but it's a fake sitcom. So it's a little bit of a parody of the office ladies. If you listen to that, we were inspired by the preponderance of sitcom recap podcasts. And so invented a fake show called riding around that is set entirely on and around a bus. And we are two actors who haven't worked much since and are now hosting a podcast to continue to capitalize on our early aughts fame. So, yeah. And it's so funny. It's excellent. Oh, it's thank unbelievable. You. Oh, and I should say the name. It's called Riding Around. R-I-D-I-N-G. Around. Awesome. So Malin, thanks so much for being with us today. Thank you, Malin. Thank you guys for having me. We'll see everyone later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> All right, that's going to do it for this week's episode. Thanks again to our guest, Malin Von Euler-Hogan. Seriously, do yourselves a favor. Listen to her podcast. It's called Riding Around. It's hilarious. It's original. And the guests are fantastic. Thanks again to our producer, Mark Dowling, for making this thing go. Cooper Kenward for our radical theme song. Angela Golden-Henry for our exquisite graphic design. And thanks to you for listening. We really, really appreciate it. Now for my co-host, Jenny San Angelo, I'm Rudy Behrens, and we are out of here!